0: Welcome to Between Heaven and Earth, an internet radio talk show where we help you connect spirit and divine guidance. Lisa Kay, your host, brings you shows that can enhance and transform your life with tips and new ideas for more happiness, abundance, and better relationships. Lisa is an expert on intuition and can show you how to strengthen your inner guidance to empower yourself. Each show is positive and uplifting to inspire your day. Her guest speakers are specialists on self-help, positive thinking spirituality and conscious living be the best that you can be with between heaven and earth conscious living for your soul
1: and angel blessings to everyone our show today is called how to calm an angry person in 90 seconds or less i'm lisa kay and thank you for tuning into my podcast today you know this podcast is all about helping you help yourself live a better life with tips and tools you can use every day. And today I've got a great guest for you I know you're going to love. Uh, I found his book to be so fascinating. And as you know, I'm really into um, psychology of the mind. And this happens to be on a topic that seems to be on everyone's minds these days, which is disagreement. And every day I turn on the TV, as I show, I'm sure you all have, and there's some statement, some position, some tweet that creates lots of conflict and, uh, and we're going to talk about conflict today and, and how to defuse that. So I'm sure you might have experienced this, you know, if you get a, into a heated argument with your spouse, friend, coworker, what should you do? Maybe you've run into a confrontation on Facebook. That's a common place now, social media or a conflict with your coworker. How do you handle that? Well, Douglas Knoll is my guest today, and he can show us how to diffuse conflicts quickly by de escalating anger in 90 seconds. Douglas is a lawyer turned peacemaker. He is a full time internationally recognized mediator specializing in difficult, complex, and intractable conflicts. He is a fellow of the International Academy of Mediators on the American Arbitration Association panel of mediators and arbitrators, and is certified under international standards established by the International Mediation Institute. He is the author of the award-winning book, Elusive Peace, How Modern Diplomatic Strategies Could Better Resolve World Conflicts, published by Prometheus Books. Doug has been listed as one of the best lawyers in America since 2005 by U.S. News and World Report and was California Lawyer Magazine Attorney of the Year in 2012, and is a Purpose Prize fellow. He's an award-winning author of three books, a teacher, speaker, and a trainer. His fourth book, De-Escalate How to Calm an Angry Person in 90 Seconds or Less, was published by Beyond Words, uh, Simon & Schuster. Welcome, Douglas. I'm so glad you're here with us today.
0: Well, thank you very much. Great to be here
1: so I, I you know I was so um, enthralled with this book and i and I um really got into reading you know how to cause to de escalate and how to um, what do you do when you get into these heated arguments uh with you know your your spouse or your friend, and now you're on opposite sides and and it just it just seems like it twirls into um you know spats back and forth doesn't go anywhere and then you always feel bad at the end because it doesn't seem like you resolved anything so you know getting back to the question i had in my in my intro you know when do you get into a heated argument with say someone you're close to your spouse your friend uh coworker what what do you suggest people do
0: well it always depends on the context of course but but uh precisely if you want to calm somebody down who's really, really angry uh, and you have the desire to do that, then I have developed um, a three-step process that will calm anybody down from a screaming two-year-old to an adult in less than 90 seconds.
1: In less than 90
0: It's based on neuroscience and it's also based on my 20 years of experience as a mediator and a peacemaker and a teacher and a trainer. And I refine these skills over the years. So here's, here's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need to buy the book to know how to do it. I want everybody to, to use these skills. Um, so step number one is when you're confronted with somebody who's very emotional, doesn't matter their age, 2 to 90, ignore the words. The words are not important for the, first, for the next 90 seconds. In fact, the words are, are just noise. Ignore them. You know what they're saying. You've heard it a million times before. Why do you need to pay attention to the words? All the words will do is trigger you. So just ignore the words. Step number two. Guess at what you think the emotional experience of this person is having. And of course it's going to be anger, but there's also a lot of stuff underneath anger. Frustration, anxiety, sadness, grief, unhappiness, not feeling supported, not being listened to, uh, abiding sense of injustice, lots of stuff. So guess at what those emotions might be. And then third step, and this is the secret sauce, tell the person in a very simple you statement what he or she is feeling. So I would say, for example, you are really angry, or you are really frustrated, or you are really unhappy. Um, it could be, It could be any... Motion or a series of emotions, set, a set of emotions. Emotions always come in complexes, never one, just a, one motion, one emotion. You will tell them what they feel using this very simple use statement until one, until these four things happen or 90 seconds passes. The first, the first thing you're looking for is a nod of the head. The second thing you're looking for is a verbal response. Yeah, exactly. The third thing you're looking for is a dropping of the shoulders. And the fourth thing you're looking for is a big sigh. All of these are involuntary and unconscious. When those happen, you've done it. You've de-escalated. You continue, if you don't get that right away, just keep flowing with the person, just stay by their side, telling them what they're feeling, and a very simple you statements, you're angry, you're frustrated, whatever it might be, appropriate tone of voice, and if 90 seconds passes and you're not getting anywhere, then stop and back off and try it again later. Something else is going on. Um, Neuroscience teaches us, there are brain scanning studies that that show that when we do this technique and only this technique, nothing else, we literally lend our prefrontal cortex to the to the person who's really angry. Their emotional centers calm down, and their prefrontal cortex comes back online in about forty five seconds. Hard science supports this work.
1: Wow! Wow! So I have a question about the you said that whole thing. Um, what I find is fascinating is that you you echo back or you talk to them about their feelings or what they're Correct. feeling. Now, Very
0: different than what everybody thinks we do. All the other techniques out there talk about words, and you use I statements or you ask questions. Totally wrong. No science to support any of that work. It's all based on myth.
1: Interesting. So, you know, one of the things I first thought was um, if you go and say to somebody. Uh, as they're, you know, saying whatever they're saying is that, you know, they're angry. And then if you say to them, well, you're feeling angry, do you ever get somebody coming back and say, you know, getting mad that you're telling them? Why, why are you telling me what I'm feeling?
0: Every now and then I get a little bit of pushback, uh, but, but not very often. And when I do get the pushback, it's just an indication to me that I wasn't subtle enough. Oh, but that's, a, that's good.
1: That's really key. Okay, subtle. So so could you give us an example of um, what sure. somebody might say and then how you would respond in a, quote, subtle way?
0: So let's, ha- let's do this together. So think of sure. something that's happened to you, Lisa, in the last couple of days where there's just a little bit of emotional content. Something happened to you that was upsetting or frustrating or even made you happy. It doesn't matter, positive or negative. It <laughs> made me happy.
1: Um, think oh, about something
0: is- that just happened. Uh, oh,
1: okay. Anything. Um, Okay, I I have got one. Okay. All right. And so tell
0: me this. Tell me the story. What happened?
1: Um. Well, it was it was basically a uh, that a repair that I had to have done on my home, and um, I expected it to be, you know, a, a certain amount, a certain price, and um, and it turned out to be, you know, more than double than I thought it was, and I felt that I was being overcharged. So, you, so felt
0: really, you felt really frustrated and a little angry that you were misled about the cost of a home repair because you expected it to be one price and it was double
1: that. And you felt betrayed and,
0: and um, mm-hmm. like, like you were totally taken advantage of.
1: Yes, Mis- misled, betrayed, and taken advantage of. Those were the you key words. You felt misled,
0: betrayed, and taken mm-hmm. advantage of, and it, it really frustrated you and made you angry.
1: Yes, taken advantage you just, of. Yeah, you were
0: taken advantage of, and it was very disrespectful.
1: Yes, yes. Oh, right. that was good.
0: <laughs> you see how it works? So let's talk for a second. What did you experience when I labeled your emotions like that?
1: Um, well, I felt, uh, I have to say, justified in that, yeah, you know, I, those the feelings that I have are that I'm being heard, right?
0: Right. You felt validated.
1: Yes, that's the word, right.
0: And you noticed that you corrected me and added on new feelings as I began. I began to talk to you about this as I reflected back your feelings. You came up with some new ones, and I just reflected back what you gave me.
1: Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm.
0: so, and that whole pro. And then finally, you gave me what I was looking for. You, yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I felt. Oh,
1: you're right. I did uh, it, and you said it was like unconscious. (laughs) And notice it
0: was totally unconscious.
1: Yeah, there you go. I did it again. That's it.
0: And so, my point being that. You know, as a mediator and a peacemaker and a law professor, I only do stuff that's based on science. I don't do stuff that doesn't have any science behind it. And there is so much out there that is not based on science. It's just based on this is how we, use, this is how we do it, so this is how we do it. And it's just wrong. Wow. This stuff works. You so know, tell there me – st-
1: just tell us because, a little bit about it, about the science thing, because you know, sure. I, I know I'm super into science. That that my background, I um I have a degree in psychobiology because I think it's okay. the coolest thing on earth, and a there lot of my followers, uh, a lot of people who listen out there, you know, like that stuff too. So tell so us me, what what is the science this, behind the, this?
0: The seminal study is Matthew Lieberman's study in 2007 called "Putting Feelings into Words," and. Uh, you can Google it online and you'll find the study. But, and Lieberman was a neuroscientist at UCLA. I understand he's now at Harvard. Um, but what he did was take people and run them. He took uh, 30 subjects, ran them th- through the scanning machine, to, fMRI scanning machine to watch their brains. And basically what they did was with the, with the subject group, not the control group, they got people emotionally escalated by showing them um, very evocative movie clips. And then they tested various ways of calming people down. And ethic labeling was the one skill they were really interested in. Ethic labeling being telling people how they feel, basically. And what they found was that when people got emotionally excited, their emotional centers activated because they're watching an evocative film clip, um, when the emotions of that subject were told back to them, In other words, the associate would label back what their emotional feelings were. They saw two things happen in the brain. The first thing is the emotional centers of the brain quieted down almost immediately. And the second thing that happened was the prefrontal cortex came back online. It reactivated. (sighs) Now, Lieberman, in his study, was not able to really explain why this happened. He said this is a subject of further research. And to my knowledge, he hasn't done any more research in this area. But uh, but but I do think based on the work of uh, Lisa Feldman Barrett, who just came out with a a new book um, this spring called How Emotions Are Formed in Our Brain, which is for people who are serious about learning the science of this stuff, I recommend highly in addition to my book. Uh, But what 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 Dr. Barrett shows us is that emotions are created as a form of cognitive processing and we emotions are cultural. Not biological they 're based on the biology of affect, but they are the symbolic representations of what we experience inside our bodies and When we are not able to emotionally categorize specifically what we are experiencing interoceptively in our brains, um, we become we we, we we go into conflict, we become angry, frustrated and Thus, when somebody labels the emotions in the way that the skill that I've developed, where you just tell people what they're feeling, you're literally lending that person your prefrontal cortex and allowing them to categorize and granularize their emotional experience, process it quickly, and get rid of it.
1: Hmm. So, that's so how it works. So, it actually calms them down. So, you're. And, it, you're...
0: and the, the byproduct is calming people down. You can do it with a two year old who's having a meltdown in the supermarket. You can say, oh, honey, you're really angry. You're really frustrated. You're really really enraged and really, really, really angry and frustrated. (laughs) Just do that. And that child will calm down in 30 seconds. I I, guarantee
1: it. Actually, I do remember that. I I did say that, too, about my son. And he was in the grocery store in in the cart, and uh, he was having a little fit. And I told my husband that he was really frustrated. And he said, in his cute little way. I'm, I'm frustrated, mommy. <laughs> I'm frustrated. That's right. He will give you
0: the same reaction. He will give you the same reaction as anybody else. He will say, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm frustrated, mommy. That's oh, fascinating. Man, you're frustrated.
1: <laughs> He's only two we years old.
0: We're hardwired for this. <laughs> that's this fascinating. This is part of our parent programming.
1: And, that's and, it's so powerful. So it shifts us from um, a different part of our brain, it sounds like what you're saying, uh, and allows us, the, the person who's angry, to... Um, basically go, you know, start uh, turning on the other parts of their brain that, that right. brings them back to, to logic and uh, I don't that's know, right. <laughs> you know, the, not the crazy well, anger well, thing, right?
0: That's right, here's the thing, you cannot solve an emotional problem with logic or persuasion, no. you can't. Mm-hmm. You have to get people de-escalated and what I've learned in my work as a mediator and a peacemaker is that when I'm dealing with highly conflicted people, Who'd rather mm-hmm. shoot each other with AK 47s than talk to each other? I've got to calm them down. And I need to wow. do it fast and efficiently. Once I get them calmed down, then we can move into problem solving. But okay. I, if I try okay. to problem solve before I get them calmed down, I'm going to make things worse, not better.
1: Now, now uh, when, when you're in or when you're with somebody who, is, who needs de escalating, how do you, you know, people are at, at different, I guess, uh, volumes of. Anger or, uh-huh. or emotional, and how do you know when you need to do this process? As a you know, well, as it's a pretty,
0: it's pretty obvious. <laughs> I mean, mm. when you're dealing with somebody who's screaming at you and insulting you, oh sure, yeah, might, mm-hmm. that might be. Or you have a, a, a husband or a spouse or a partner, or a child who's really angry and frustrated at something not directed to you, mm-hmm. and they need they need to be calmed down. That's when you would do it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure you do it with a stranger unless there was some compelling reason for you to step in and intervene in a, in a conflict or a fight. Um, so it's always contextual and you always use your judgment. And I tell people this is so powerful. You have to be very careful when you use this because um, it does create a deep empathic connection almost immediately. And that's very powerful. It it, it, it it can be but it can also be difficult for you as the listener because People will learn that you can connect with them in a very deep way and then they, they become an energy leech and all they want to do is take up your time talking. Oh, and oh, I see. <laughs> and you have to you have to have very strict boundaries around this because oh, that's otherwise, fascinating. You know, yes. it, otherwise people will just glom onto you and you'll never get rid of them.
1: The the compassionate listener.
0: <laughs> well, compassionate, yes, but that doesn't mean that we're required to be compassionate listeners. No,
1: absolutely not. And
0: we have, and we have boundaries.
1: So once you get to, let's say you, dis- you deescalate a you know a situation with your spouse, friend, or co whoever it might be, um, and you've gotten them to go, oh yeah, that's how I feel. You're you're absolutely right. And so how do you progress to the resolution of this well, disagreement?
0: Well, that's of course that's the second book. <laughs> that's the next. Oh, book. But, good. We'll but, have you back. <laughs> but, but, but very briefly. <laughs> to be continued. Again, it's, <laughs> it, it's contextual. It depends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes mm. just de-escalating people is enough. Other times, oh. you might say, "How to, If if if. Like I had a student who got very offended at something that I said in the classroom last spring, and I immediately de-escalated. De-escalated. She was transgender. He was transgender. I'm mm-hmm. not used to dealing with transgender people, so it was a little awkward for me. Mm. Um, and this student became very escalated and angry and shouted at me in class. And so I immediately de-escalated the situation, and then I. I, I, I asked, what do we need to do to make things right between us right now? Hmm. And it turned out that there was nothing that was needed, that just there just had to be validation of the feelings and that was sufficient. But I, I could ask, what do we need to do to make things right? What, you know, what do we need to do to solve this problem? What needs to happen?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, and then and then you engage in problem solving and problem solving can be anything from coaching To negotiation to in Hmm. difficult cases mediation uh, Where where you actually go into deep problem-solving modes? So there's a broad (laughs) continuum of things you can do after you de-escalate and your choice of a process is going to depend on what? Is going on for example if you're disciplining a child You would de-escalate the child before you do anything else and then you would talk about consequences you never, ever, ever should apply discipline to an emotional child mm. because the lesson will not stick.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Lesson only stick after you've de-escalated. Oh, so you're really mad, you're really frustrated, you're really angry. You feel whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they calm down. They say, all right, so how should we deal with this? You know, you violated the rules. There are consequences. What should we do?
1: Fascinating. Yeah. That's That's... Perfect. That's great. And and that's a preview for the next book. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, I want to learn more. That's great. I wanted to take a a little moment here um, in the middle just to let everybody know where uh, they can reach you and your book. Um, Your website is uh, uh, dougnoll.com?
0: D-O-U-G-N-O-L-L.com. If you go there, you can go to the... the, um banner on the home page and I'm able to buy the book for you on Amazon if you're willing to pay the shipping, handling, and taxes of $7 I'll buy the book for 11 bucks, and Amazon will ship it to you. How about that?
1: That's fantastic. Go get the book. Go get it's, the book. All you have to do is pay for shipping and handling. Free book. Yeah, Can't seven, beat that. Can't beat free. Yeah. If you, if you <laughs> bought
0: it on Amazon yourself you're going to pay about $17.50. Oh, there you
1: go. That What a great deal. Awesome. So that's Doug... Noel at uh, D-O-U-G-N-O-L-L dot com. So let's get back to this conversation. I think that um, there were a couple things in there that I thought in your book that were absolutely amazing. One of the things you talked about um, was triggers and yes. what triggers us. And, and there's a great chapter in here, and I suggest everybody go pick it up and read it about how to... Uh, sort of improve your own emotional intelligence and find out, you know, what are the mechanisms within you, not just somebody, uh, how to handle somebody else. So can you talk to us about triggers? What is it and how do you deal well, triggers, with
0: Well Triggers, I mean, metaphorically, triggers are nothing more than computer programs. They're running in our heads. And, I mean, the technical name is cognitive schema, but uh, they're essentially computer programs. And we've, we've been programmed to behave and react to certain social cues that occur And typically those triggers are unconscious and they are triggered unconsciously. And we just go into a mode where we are unconsciously reacting to our environment. Mm. (laughs) So we the beauty about the brain is it's it's very plastic. It's very trainable. We can reprogram just about everything with enough time and effort. So what I do is I say, if if you find yourself triggered, I'll give you a, a classic trigger. You know, it's Christmas time. Here in California, around Christmas time, it's typically rainy, um, and you're in the mall, and of course there's no parking place, and you're circling, circling, circling. Finally, you find a parking place, and somebody's backing out, and they back out and pull out, and then here comes this guy in this big old four-wheel drive pickup truck with a gun rack and guns loaded in the thing, and he slips into the parking lot right in front of you and gives you the finger. Right? <laughs> that might be triggering. You think? Yes.
1: Oh Pour yeah. In rain? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So there is <laughs> a classic trigger there is a classic trigger where you this guys just been really rude and disrespectful and so so how do so what do you do what so do you, you do? think about how many times, where do I feel this kind of anger where where in my life do I feel this kind of anger and frustration and disrespect and you think about okay parking lots at christmas time driving in the car Um, All right. So what's going on? Why would I feel? Okay. so I'm in a hurry and I'm tired and it's late afternoon and I have a million other things I need to do. And so so and so what you do is you start writing out everything around that incident that occurred. It was dark, darker late afternoon. It was pouring rain. It was cool, cold for California say 45 degrees outside which is cold for here <laughs> <clears throat> at least not in the mountains um um it was the parking was scarce you ha- i felt a lot of time constraint on me a lot of things i had to get done um i was you know stressed out by all the the typical holiday stuff and so you just write all this out I, and i And even what you smelled, and what you what you were wearing with your clothes, and what was on the radio if you were listening to the radio, every single detail you can think of. And then you think about how many other situations that you've been in where you've had that exact same experience, and you list out everything that you you saw, you felt, you smelled, you tasted, and you heard. Um, all your senses, and write those down. And what you'll begin to see if you start collecting these experiences is you'll start to see patterns. And those are the patterns. Those patterns are your programs, your triggers. And so then what I tell people to do is, now think about that trigger. and you know, You'll feel yourself getting riled up inside. Think about how you, what other responses you might have to that trigger other than just being enraged. Well, I could have compassion. I could go into Relaxation. I don't have to get upset. I can use it as a, as a way of relaxing. So if some guy is being a jerk and gets in front of me, I have compassion for the guy because he probably lives a miserable life. He's so self-centered that he has to butt in front of everybody else and be the number one guy. And he's probably just absolutely miserable in his life. And I have a lot of compassion for him because he is so unhappy mm-hmm. because he's so selfish. All right, that's a different kind of reaction. I can have a compassion reaction rather than an anger reaction. And so the next time I get triggered like that, I may still get angry. I may still flip the guy off, but then I'll catch myself. Wait a minute. This is my trigger. I just got triggered again. And then I'll make a choice. How do I want to respond to this? Oh, I want to have a compassionate reaction. So I said, OK, so what's going on with this guy? I make up a story. This woman just cut me off on the freeway. And so she is totally unconscious. She is she is, you know living a life of frustration and fear and anxiety and t- totally not paying attention to anything around her. And I have a lot of compassion for her because she's probably miserable. Wow. And she doesn't know any better. Yes. Okay. Awesome. I, I can mm-hmm. live with, I can live with that. And you do this a couple of times and now you've re- reprogrammed your trigger.
1: You've, right. You've reprogrammed. That's, that's awesome. That's perfect. And I think we're aware of our triggers, uh, maybe not as consciously as we should be, or maybe we're not. But, right. um, but we know we we've, we've got trigger because all of a sudden we've, <laughs> maybe overreacted and that's go right. Ooh, that you know maybe a day later you realize, wow, that was way that was a little bit maybe a little over the top, <laughs> and, right. and so yeah. that's that's awesome, a beautiful practice and you know I, you have so many golden. Nuggets in your book And I know I won't be able to get to them But I don't, you know, actually I don't want to. I want people to read the book <laughs> yeah, <They're... laughs> I want people to read the book too Yeah, let's go get the book It's got so many wonderful things These are just a couple that are just amazing And there's more, you talk about social media And how, how that's um, I wanted to, you know, get into that But, you know, we'll leave that for the readers Because social media does a, re- a number on us And why right. And, you know, and Doug talks about why And how to deal with that um, But I wanted to, uh, we're close to the end of our show here, but I wanted to talk about one more thing before we go. In your book, you mentioned that affect labeling is a way for um, someone to say, as Eckhart Tolle says, uh, be in the present moment, um, or even a a spiritual practice. So can you um, explain what that is and how it can be a a spiritual practice?
0: I stumbled on this by, uh, just by accident. And when I started practicing this and developing this skill, I began to notice something. That when I, was to- forgot, I ignored the words, paid attention to the emotions, and told people what they were feeling, my ego dropped away. I became egoless. Just like Tolly talks about the power of now. And i had read Tolly and like many spiritual teachers, he tells us what to do, but doesn't tell us how to do it. And I'm all about how, not about what. So all of a sudden I recognized, hey, I'm in the present moment right now, just like totally talked about 20 years ago. And not only that, but I'm experiencing a transcendence that I only experience in deep meditation. And yet I'm totally awake and conscious and not in meditation. I'm just experiencing this. I thought, whoa, that's really cool. So then I said, is this? what's going on? So I started paying attention to what was happening when I was listening. And I found out that for about 15 or 20 seconds, when I'm totally focused on the other person's emotions and reflecting back where they are, my ego dissolves. I become, I move into my higher self and I become transcendent and one with that person for the very brief time that I'm labeling. And it is an ineffable, powerful spiritual practice. And it happens every time.
1: It's amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. That that's I mean, you know. who would have who would
0: who would guess? <laughs> who would have thought? Never <laughs> guess that this would happen. And I mean, I'm a lawyer and a peacemaker and I mean, but I have a deep spiritual practice and so I yeah. so I just I just stumbled on this byproduct of this of, of what I was trying to do to help people calm angry people down and I said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 this is go a lot deeper than just that. There's some huge yeah. benefits to me as the listener if I'm willing to engage in this practice.
1: Huge benefits that that's amazing and I, and and I love also in your book you talk a little bit about where where we are in our brains when we're doing yeah. these thinking about yeah. these different things and it really gets us into that that space of uh mindfulness which I you know just observe yeah, exactly. and 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 but you know at the same time you're you're deescalating which is phenomenal wow is that that is just that's so cool. I know. <laughs> I, think, and, uh, I get so um,
0: excited talking about it. I, I do. Just... Too,
1: yeah, and I, I get I excited learning about it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, oh, well, you know, we're at the end of our show. There's just so much in this book. And, you know, I think in in today's world, especially, you know, like I said, you turn on the TV and there's something that gets you triggered and you upset. And then everybody's, you know... Talking either talking about it or trying not to talk about it and, you know, very divisive. But I think uh, it sounds to me like you know, what you're doing is helping bring us, well, de-escalating all that and bringing us back together.
0: That's exactly so, right. And we but, can, you know, I'll, I'll just close by saying that yeah. we live in a very angry world. And our, our political leaders today have gotten to where they are by being divisive, by tribalizing us, and by separating us. They are not going to calm our angry world. They're going to make our world angrier because that's how they remain in power. So Mm -hmm. if we want peace and we want calm and we want respectful relationships. We have to do it ourselves. I've watched 30 men in prison change the culture of a 4,000 inmate prison in a year using these skills. And if they can do it in prison, we can do it in our families and communities. It's not that difficult.
1: Amen to that. Wow. Absolutely. And uh, gosh, important work. And thank you again. Thank you so much for being you're on welcome. the show and everybody out there. You can go to d o u g n o l l. D O U G N O L L.com. Go buy his book. Um, he's offering it to you for free. Just pay shipping and handling. Um, it really is going to help you. There's a lot more in there that I didn't even get to get to. And I, I thought it was just the coolest stuff, all of this. Um, and you're going to, Basically have a smoother, calmer, a de-escalated life, and, and we'll have more harmony. And uh, maybe even um, get into that state of being, uh, being present, being mindful. Thank you again. Thanks so much, Doug. You're welcome. So if you're listening to this podcast anywhere other than my uh, app and you want to hear more, you can go to my website at lmk88.com and get my Lisa K Radio app there to bring all the podcast episodes to you anywhere, anytime. And I thank you all for listening and being loyal listeners. I'm Lisa Kay, and you've been listening to Between Heaven and Earth, Conscious Living for Your Soul. Angel blessings to everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye.